0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Manufacturing Matters podcast brought to you by the Australian Manufacturing Association. Uh, with me today, I have a special guest uh, by the name of Corinne Vosmansky. Corinne is the Executive Director of Mac Valves uh, here in Australia, um, located in Melbourne in Bayswater. Corinne, thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks, Steve. Absolute pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. So tell me, Corinne, Mac Valves, who is it? What do you do? Uh, what's it all about?
1: So Mac valves actually started in nineteen thirty nine by Malcolm e Mac, so at that time it was a you know a turbulent time in Europe, and it was taking a long time to get product out from the UK and with other issues, of course, going on. So he decided to start his own manufacturing business in doing valves and valve fitting parts um, for the Australian industry. So we've been around a long, long time. We've currently been at our Bayswater facility since 1982, Um, so always out in the eastern suburbs. We predominantly do valves for the cryogenic industry, for manufacturing, both pharmaceutical, food and beverage and so forth. We also do valves for the defence industry, fire protection and water management are some of our main areas we play in.
0: Yeah, cool. So some big industries there. And um, so obviously, uh, the, the business itself needs to have some, uh, I guess, some, some guards in place. So I know that you're, you're ISO certified. Is that right?
1: Correct, we're ISO certified and because we do a lot of valves that are high pressure valves and safety relief valves, there's a fair few standards in that that we need to meet to that because as one of our engineers says, you've actually got a mini bomb sort of in your hand in those, you know, pressure vessels that it's a safety relief valve. So we're ISO certified. We have um, watermark certification on some of our water valves. So they're for potable water, which means they can be used for drinking water. Um, and then on top of that, there's different standards that you need to meet for different industries
0: yeah cool okay so so what makes what makes mac valves so special why why should I if I'm in the market to to buy some valves why why would I come to you guys?
1: Well, as I say to people when they ask what I do for work they and I say I'm in industrial valves and usually there's full body glaze over as they roll their eyes. I always say a Mac valve would have touched your life today so we're in that many different industries and we manufacture here in australia we're pretty much one of the last valve manufacturers in australia we make the you know basically make australia run so we've got valves that are in all of the electricity in terms of um bit different power plants in the water systems so making sure you've got water coming to your house important things like the Cadbury chocolate lines. So vital things there in those sort of manufacturing plants. Also in the safety systems when you go through tunnels, whether it's here in Melbourne or Brisbane and so forth in the fire protection. So we do a bit of everything. And what makes us really special is that we can do bespoke valves. So if you have some sort of a plant and you want to have a valve that has your name engraved in the middle, or you want a pink handle, or it needs to fit in a certain size in space, in a certain space in terms of their size, we can do that for you. So we do both mass manufacture. So a lot of the Gas industry here in Victoria use our strainers, which are mass manufactured, but we can do those one off special valves. So that also enables us to do quite small valves from around 10, 15 mil up to 600 mil valves. So valves that you can actually sit in. Um, so I see that as pretty special about us.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and 10, 10 to 15 mil, that's, um, that's, that's quite small. That's, uh, yep. that's a minuscule little valve. I would, to be honest, I wouldn't even know where that goes. Um, but
1: <laughs> It can go on top of other valves in terms of different um, pipe work and so all over the place, yeah. often a pilot valve
0: yeah okay yeah cool interesting and and i think i think it's important to 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 recognize um because one one thing that i'm i'm seeing a lot of uh in the manufacturing industry in australia is that uh there is a focus on on uh being a customized solution um not just being a, a like you said a sort of high production volume uh type business that just just pumps out the same thing day in day out to slightly different specifications but being someone, somewhere that somebody can go to that has a peculiar need or a particular need um, and you're able to design uh, a solution for them. Um, I I think that's important.
1: Yeah, and I fully agree with you. And it's something we've really, especially in the last few years, have pivoted our business a fair bit. So we provide a whole-of-life Valve solution. Um, We're very lucky at Mac to have some extremely clever engineers and Valve engineers that we worked it out the other day, that combined have more than 100 years of experience. So we have a lot of experience in the industry and companies come to us with their problems. Um, at the moment, we're just fixing up for one of the big mines who's got a very specific space and they need the same type of valve but they need to now make it fit in a specific space so we can engineer and custom around that and solve their problem for them Um, and that's something we're definitely proud of so you can come to us and go This is what I need. This is the type, even the type of valve we can spec for you. And then the engineers can design it. We can prototype it. We'll test it. So all our valves are always tested on site before they go out. So you know it's going to work first time, every time. And we do specific test certificates for it. We'll test it, we can then manufacture it, and then even down the line, we'll be able to repair it. So we repair our own valves, we take our valves back to repair them and provide that after service as well. And then if you want, We can also recycle at the end. So um, we do a bit of a recycling. You'll probably see in playgrounds and even equestrian centres. So some of the soft parts um, that use in valves, we then send off to recycling, or we do the metal recycling as well. So um, we're really proud of that, that we're able to provide the whole solution for a customer so they don't need to go to different people um, you know and have it repaired in one place and designed somewhere else we can do the whole lot
0: yeah cool and I, I think an important point that you touched on there um, which i think is becoming more relevant uh given the the, the social um, uh, need for for circular economies is is that it does come full circle um, and I think that's that's something that's really important with uh, with people out there in society today that we are we are recycling we are we are generating circular economies through what what we do uh, from a manufacturing point of view, so uh, I think it's a credit to you guys that you you have uh, mechanisms in place to 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 bring that to reality, um, and and continue to to push that forward.
1: Oh, definitely, and we're always looking for new ideas. Um, we just last month implemented instead of having wooden boxes and using a lot of timber and different sort of packaging materials. We've um, created with a company, we worked with them for six months, a very specific recycled paper box. Now, valves are very heavy, so they're not a light thing. And they've been able to create this fully recyclable packaging material that we can send our big size valves out to.
0: Yeah, well, that's um, that's that's incredible. Uh... Yeah, good. Okay. Well, I guess that. You'll see it um, on our socials. Yeah. Well, how how did you how did you come across how did you come across that or what was the what was the thought process to to um I guess instigate that kind of project?
1: Look, we're always looking in terms of how we can better for be better for the environment and how we can improve. Um, and it was purely by accident. We were at a trade show and they just had a little bit of packaging. And we were just talking amongst ourselves, myself and another staff member. And the salesperson was there and, you know, he came over and we said, oh, look, we'd love this. But our problem is we've got 50 kilo valves and in a little bit of paper cardboard, it's going to fall through. And he goes, well, let's have a discussion because we could design something. And so we work together with this other company um, and end up creating, you know, a solution that's for us. So it's been great.
0: Yeah, fantastic, and and I think it's it's important for all manufacturers to consider that as well. Um, consider what the break down the different stages of your production cycle, or break down the different types of products, or or the assemblies that are associated with with what you do manufacture, and and come up with some strategies, um, even some really simple ones, to begin the process of um, introducing circular economies into into what you do. Um, I heard a great story of a of a, a tire manufacturer. That um that that does essentially that. So they, they offer um, a cashback option to people that purchase their tires, um to to get the tires back into their facility to then um whether it's melt down the rubber or whatever it is that they do with it, palletize it and then turn it into new into new um uh, into new tires, which is not only a a environmental a su- su- a sustainable impact. Um, there's also a cost benefit to that as well, so certainly worth looking into for for people out there listening.
1: Yeah, and ask the question. Often you're surprised you've already made up your mind. Go, well, that's not going to work for us. But ask the question because it's amazing how many people can find a solution for you.
0: Yeah, oh, so many intelligent people out there with different ideas, and um, you're just going to go looking for them is all. Um, so that's good. Okay, yeah, exactly. So what's next? What's next for Mac valves? I know in some of our past discussions, you've talked about smart factories and artificial intelligence and all those things that get you excited. So um, yep. tell me tell me a little bit about that.
1: Look, the valve valves have been around for a long, long time, and there's not necessarily that much change that's happened to them. But we're very much focused on embracing technology because things are changing quicker and quicker. Um, so, in terms of for us for at MAC Valves, yes, smart valves are definitely something we've got R&D working on, we're um, doing a lot more in the hydrogen space. So in terms of that sort of pressure valves that are needed for that area and looking what else is going on within the world in general that would potentially need you know, a new type of valve. Um, we yeah. use, it, it, and it's not necessarily just in um, sort of the valves as such and the manufacturing that goes with that. Of course, we're always looking at how we can be more efficient in terms of our machinery, incorporating our e- ERP into being much more um productive in terms of our older machinery. We still need a lot of that older machinery for our bespoke stuff, but how can we digitise that and bring that into the system so we know their downtime, we know how long it's taking different products that we can manage the product productivity of the factory better. Um, it's also in things such as like this, podcasts for manufacturing and marketing and using AI and using 3D printers, which we do a fair bit of. Instead of, you know, in the old days, you'd have to ship around very heavy valves, you know, made of cast iron and steel and so forth, whereas now we 3D print everything. Um, so we can take little samples and cutaways. I can show you one, actually. I have one here. So this is a prime example of a valve cutaway 3D printed. Yeah, well wow. um, and that's it's a great talking point we can take to trade shows. People can have a look, see the internal workings. We can explain what's happening. So it's using those types of technologies as well. Um, I'm a big fan of social media to promote your business and show what you're doing. So we're doing a lot more of that side. So, yeah, a lot of good things coming up.
0: Yeah, good. So, and, and I just want to go back to a point that you raised as sort of at the start of that, which was um, looking at the external environment. Um, and, and I think that's, that's critical for everybody, um, irrespective of the size of, of manufacturing uh, facility that you have or, or business that you have, that um, you do need to take, take the time to take a bit of a step back and go, okay, well, what, what do people want? What, what What is the market yep. asking for asking those questions, conducting customer research, doing all those sorts of things because at the end of the day um, we we may think we know what the problem is, but we don't actually know what the problem is um, and and getting that information from the people out there that that uh, either are non customers at the moment so they're not our customers but why not what, what is it about what we do that that isn't of value to them at this point in time? what are they looking for? Um, so asking those questions and and uh, reflecting upon that to decide well, what innovation can we what can we bring forward to the table? How can we how can we get those non-customers to become customers? Um, what is it that they're looking for? And the external environment is going to tell you that. Looking at other technologies that exist out in out in the uh, out in the market as well, um, and how that can correlate in ways in which that can generate ideas. But I think it's just taking the time to to stop um, stop what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and, and really reflect on um yeah the external environment and, and the non-customer and what you can do to 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 bring them into the business.
1: Oh, exactly. Because often you you're so much in that hamster wheel of being in the business, you don't step back and have a bit of a look and go, oh, the world's changing out there. What are my customers' pain points? what can we do better and how can we provide a solution? So we do that through, and we do it through some real simple tools like Survey Monkey. And we just ask five very quick questions and that gives us a bit of an idea. Okay, what are they sort of looking for? Or as you said as well, we talk to non-customers and go, why would you, you know, why do you use a certain brand if we know that? Or what are you looking for in a valve? Or what, what can we do? And sometimes it'd be, you know, you don't reach all the people. They'll go, I didn't know you could do that. And you go, well, yes, we can. And then you end up converting a customer. We've also doing, um, education's a big thing with us as well. So we're doing a lot more training. Um, we And now with the beauty of Zoom teams and everything, we do a fair bit of online training so we can reach some, you know, You've got different work sites that are in Outback Australia. We can reach them and go through it. So we might train them on the one type of valve that they have, that is ours, but then we can talk about a different range of valves. And they may not use the MAC valve at the moment, but because we're talking about it and how to, you know, what those valves mean and how they could help you, then we're in their mind to go, okay, now I need a relief valve or whatever. Oh, I know where I can get that from. So educating about what we can do and what valves do in general, that's also something we've been focusing on.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, relationships are a long-term thing, right? Um, even though instant yeah. gratification is trying to kill relationships, um, it's it is a it is a it is a long term goal and a long term exercise and uh, reliability, education, trust, all those things are formed. Um, great communication, all those things are uh, the foundations of what what develops those relationships and gets those people coming uh, coming to uh, back to speak with you when when they do need have a need that you can service. So um, so I think all of that's exactly that's, yeah. All right, your journey tell me tell me a little bit about your journey through through manufacturing um, yeah what's what's that been like I mean uh, executive director um, so obviously um, it's a huge responsibility and and uh, from all reports you're doing really well so take me, take, oh, thank me you. Through, <laughs> take me through your journey in manufacturing I'd love to love to learn about some of the challenges you faced and uh, some advice you've got for the people listening
1: so I didn't start in manufacturing so I'm actually a um, certified practicing accountant that's come from the hospitality industry Um, and I ended up at at McVals. It was the stage in my life where I had young children and I needed a part-time and it was a finance job. I needed a a part-time job that was close to home and maybe the worlds collided or whatever and that brought me here and from there, I've just worked my way up in the business, and we have a great parent company in Hiroshi that have always been extremely supportive. I am, there's not many female CEOs in this type of industry or even in senior management, but it's never been an issue in terms of with the parent company and so forth. So I have a lot of support in there. I think part of it is I'm very passionate about Australian manufacturing and that we bring a lot of manufacturing back, that we're self-reliant in Australia, that we can make our own things and we can do it really, really well. Um, And I think that's starting to come back, especially since COVID. I definitely feel that's starting to come back. Look, we can not compete on some of the really cheap foreign valves, but we can provide a quality Australian-made valve and I am finding more and more people looking for that. So some of our valves are Australian-made certified um, and that, you know, that green triangle definitely plays a part in it. I would say in terms of people within manufacturing, definitely look at what's happening in technology and the world around you, it doesn't mean that you need to buy the most expensive machine because a lot of small manufacturing doesn't have that sort of money, but finding your point of difference and then using inexpensive tools It's as social media, looking at how you can service customers, whether you bring in some sort of CRM or something like that, looking how you can do that. So people will come to you. Um, Networking, I think, is also really important. A lot of it's whether it's councils or different industries, they do have networking events. Um, It can be a bit daunting, but even just to go to a couple of them and, you know, speak passionately about your business because you know your business best and you'll be surprised how many people are interested and how you can pick up business from there or you get recommended on.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely wise words um, uh, in terms of, of networking and um, making sure you get out there and, and promote your products. But it's just, it's so common uh, to hear the same thing uh, from all different kinds of manufacturers that, that, that quality and customer service are the two things that resonate with Australian manufacturing. Um, you mentioned yeah. you can go elsewhere and buy a cheaper product, but Cheaper product doesn't mean as good quality, right? Um, so, if you do yep. want quality product, and and I think I discussed this uh, in episode two, um, that uh, that that hopefully the the, the societal uh, acceptance of being paying just that little bit more um, for better quality starts to turn, and I think it has. Um, but it's important that 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 continues to happen and is recognised. Um, at a at a at a higher level as well through some of our sort of tier one contractors and government based projects and those sorts of things because I think by doing that and and appreciating the the level of customer service and the quality that, that manufacturers in Australia provide is is going to go a long way to helping to continue to build the industry and, and make it what it once was.
1: Look, I agree and I think there's also there is a definite focus on sovereign capability. Um And I do think it's changing. Even a phone call that we had here um, the other day was from a potential new client that we're, you know, working on some designs for and so forth who just said, oh, it's so good to talk to you in the same time zone. So it's, it's a benefit that we have. And I know we do when we've got a plumber or whatever that's somewhere in the outback there's a big hole, there's water going everywhere, there's some sort of valve going, he wants to ring someone now and talk to an engineer and go, here's my problem. And and we do that now. We'll get phone calls and then we go, all right, try and, you know, FaceTime us or Zoom us and the engineer, one of our engineers, will be looking going, right you know, move that there or push that there. So that extra customer service, people do remember. And it may not pay off right then and there, but they'll, you know, it's that old saying that it's not necessarily the words you say, but it's how you made people feel. And if they feel like you've provided a solution and helped them, they're going to remember that.
0: Ah uh, yeah totally totally agree customer service is 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 just so critically important but but as you mentioned you sort of you you started as at part time in a finance role and have and have worked your way up um so what were some yep. of the challenges that you faced along the way and what were some of the things that you you did to um overcome those challenges
1: Look, I'm very lucky. I've got a very um, supportive husband that is flexible in his work, because it does mean as I moved up within the company, a lot more hours and a lot more travel. So he's been great in that sense. So it's, it's that time management that I found. Um, It's, Making valves interesting to people, making them want to hear about you, that's definitely a challenge. Um, And when you might be one small part of a bigger thing, they really want to know about the bigger thing and not your little small part. So it's trying to, you know, as I said, engage people um, to learn more about what you do. COVID was difficult. Definitely, COVID was a challenge for us. Um, supply chain, which everyone went through, staffing difficult then and still difficult now. Um, there are no more fitter and turners. There's no more fitter and turner apprenticeships um, within us. Well, within Victoria, definitely. So it's finding staff that have the skill set that we need, and often we need to just train them internally. So we look for a culture fit when we hire someone. Um, and a lot of it we try and go through with training um, because as I said, we're pretty much the last valve manufacturer left. So if you put an ad out for a valve fitter, you're not gonna get very many people <laughs> applying because it's not something that's common. So it's it's managing that a staff training and keeping that knowledge because it is an aging industry. So looking to bring more and more young people in and passing on that knowledge. And l- look, a kid in high school is not going to go, yeah, I'll go be a valve manufacturer, you know, work for a valve manufacturer and be a fitter or an assembler or something like that. They're, they want to be a YouTuber and an influencer. So it's sort of we're, we're looking to make us to be an employer of choice, another buzzword, but um And so we provide flexibility and we have extra wellbeing um, things that we offer to try and encourage people into our industry Um, and also encourage um, women into the industry because there's no reason why there can't be women assemblers and women fitters. So um, encouraging migrants into that area as well, all that type of stuff
0: yeah and I think it's it, it is certainly a, a big challenge for manufacturers uh, all all around Australia at the moment to find find good people so it is important to be creative uh, in in the way that you you choose to to engage um, with the younger generation um, and I think going back to the point earlier around technology and and robotics and AI and all those sorts of things are certainly gonna I guess in a way sexy up um, what what manufacturings like because yeah that- that's where um, uh, that that's where the interest lies with a lot of the younger generation coming through at the moment is is in robotics, is in technology, is in artificial intelligence, is in software development, coding, all those sorts of things outside of being a YouTuber and an influencer, because um, we know that not everybody can do that. Um, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that sort of and and I think from a, a schooling point of view, that's where a lot of it's going as well. So. Um it is important that manufacturers do get on that train pretty early because um, that will certainly go a long way into attracting uh the younger generation to come through and help keep the business sustainable
1: definitely and talk to your local universities because we've had um you know trainees come through and young uni kids are in their last year of uni and they can get school or mark you know school mark credit. And we bring them into the business and um, a lot of them stay on and do some part-time work. So definitely look in your community and I'm, um, look, I'm a big community minded person. Look around in your community because you can be surprised what you can actually find.
0: Yeah. And look, at, and that's, that's a hundred percent right. And I think that just goes back to the networking element that we've already discussed is that the more you put yourself out there, the more you ask the questions, the more you engage, support and help and, and collaborate with other people um, uh, within your, not just within your network, but the people that know the people that know the people, um, you, you certainly start to come across a lot more that just wasn't there outside that you didn't know inside your bubble. Um, and that's good. Yeah, and
1: collaboration is probably the big word in that. Um, it's something that I know governments are definitely looking more, looking more into so we have a few um they suppliers of ours but different companies that we collaborate with potentially we've gone in on some tenders and so forth um so be open to that it's you know you you can I don't know how to sort of put it you can definitely Learn more if you look to collaborate. So it do, it's not necessarily going to hurt your business. You don't want to be fully shut off and go, oh, the competition's going to seal all my business. But look in different ways that you can collaborate.
0: Yeah, cool, cool. All right. Um, any, other, any other parting words of wisdom or advice um, for everybody listening today?
1: When I just keep manufacturing in Australia.
0: P-minus. We're going to come
1: back. It's going to be big and strong.
0: <laughs> yeah, and no, I love it. I love it. That's what we're all all trying to achieve and all trying to work towards. But Corinne, thank you very much uh, for your time today. If anybody would like to get in touch with you, how how would be the best way to do that?
1: So the best way to do that is just go onto our website. So it's macvalves, M-A-C-K-V-A-L-V-E-S com, um, and you can send you can there's requests for email through there just attention it to me or just ring our office on 03 9737
0: 5200 awesome that's that's uh, mac valves.com everybody make sure if you are in the market um, or, or have a need make sure you get in contact with corinne to discuss or if there may be a collaborative opportunity for you as well um, Corinne's always open to, to those kinds of discussions and uh, she's just a great human being to, to chat with and have a bit of a laugh with. So um, either way, make sure, you <laughs> yes, uh, make sure you get in touch. Yes, always. Make sure you get in touch. And if you want to learn more about our uh, Manufacturing Roundtable event uh, on the 29th of November, please get in contact uh, with me or look at our website at Um But Corinne, again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Good luck with everything that you've got going on at the moment and for the rest of the year, and I look forward to speaking with you soon.